Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jessica Amir, market analyst with Bell Direct. Well, tech stocks are trading at all-time highs and a buy now, pay later company, Split It, SPT, appears to be joining the party after rising over 110% so far this year as at the 17th of July. So to tell us about the business, the Managing Director and CEO, Brad Patterson, is joining us now from the US. Brad, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having us, Jessica. Great to be here. So just tell us about Split It and what sets you apart from other buy now, pay later providers. Sure, I'll try and keep it succinct and we can build on that. But we are we're quite unique in, in as much that we enable instalment payments for buy now, pay later on a credit card. So you have a number of players in the market which are enabling buy now, pay later instalments uh, through consumer financing, new financing, new credit to consumers that don't have a credit card, don't want to use a credit card, we're in the other pool. There's, we're one of the only ones doing this, if not the only one, that allow people to use their, their, the credit limit to actually, we block that credit limit and allow them to pay that in installments. So if I buy a $1,000 bicycle today, rather than paying the $1,000 30 days from now on my credit card, we'll hold the 1000 but we'll only charge you $100 on your credit card for the next 10 installments. So using the credit you have in installments, we enable any credit card over 2 billion around the world Visa, MasterCard, the primary ones, uh, open to anybody that has a credit card, can you split it? Some might think the buy now, pay later segment is pretty overcrowded. Fast forward to 10 years, where will you sit? It's a great question. I was, I, I've been very foolish before to make predictions, so I, I prepared to be a fool on this one. But I will tell you what, what we see is happening is we don't know, there will be another version. There will be another model. There will be another way that consumers will demand. What we've continually seen is a drive towards consumer choice and personalization and flexibility. And I think we're all doing that well in very different ways. I believe that, I don't believe the credit cards are going away. I've heard the rhetoric, I can see a trend in Australia, outside of Australia, that's not the case. If anything, there's starting to see growth in some areas. I believe consumers will use, will get credit where they can get credit. They will then look for the greatest utility and the greatest user experience. I have to say in this space, it's incredibly busy. There's what, 10, 12 different players. I can just think of, there's probably another 10 that are emerging and playing in the countries that we don't focus on. But let's just say there's 10 to 12 players in the market today. We saw this at PayPal in the early days in the digital wallet space. Now there's one or two. And I expect we'll probably see a fair bit of consolidation for different form factors, different credit facilities. You mentioned growth and indeed we saw quarterly sales growth for you up 260% year on year in fact. Tell us what's behind these numbers. I would like to say COVID and we keep being asked this, COVID is a catalyst. The pandemic has been a catalyst for people to move into e-commerce and for look for more affordable ways, for ways for their cash to be used more effectively. Reality is we've been planning this for nine months. We, we signaled this actually in Q4 and then also in our Q1 results because Q2 is when it will take off for us. Now, second, we're a calendar year. So our quarter started in April and this is exactly when we saw it. We refreshed our strategy to be different. We were intentionally different. We're deliberate and not doing what other folks are doing. We realized our product market fit is those with credit cards, those with credit that wanted to use that more effectively. And then we saw the customers that love split at the level we were doing, were spending eight, $900 on a transaction, but wanted to bring that down to bite-sized chunks of $100 a month. So we tailored our business, we tailored our sales and marketing focused, refreshed our brand and have enhanced our product. All of that is culminating now, you're just starting to see the green shoots of that strategy taking off. 
So we believe at the very early stages of execution on the strategy, COVID has meant more shoppers online. There's also meant more shoppers looking for installment type payments, which has then been a catalyst for our growth, higher share of checkout. But our strategy has also opened us up to very large merchants to a lot more consumers. So that's driving all aspects of the business. So we see a, a, a rising tide is raising all boats, but our strategy has put us in a very good place to benefit from that. And you speak about rising tides. We've also seen buy now, pay later market valuations surge. Will this continue given government handouts are expected to come to an end soon? I think there's a, no, there's a number of different factors there. Let's, I'll start on the valuations. It's really from a payments perspective, from my experience in payments over 20 years in this industry is, if you do this well, just compounds and you're buying value 10 to 15 years from now. I remember PayPal was acquired for $1.6 billion by eBay. And everybody thought it was incredibly expensive. And Ben Horowitz said to Meg Whitman, this is gonna be the deal of the decade. They're now worth $200 billion. Uh, and that was after a split. So I think there is, you're buying into the long-term players that are providing great value. So I actually don't think there is, uh, it may be valued versus revenue in a traditional metrics, but if you're looking at longer-term growth path and the success of that business, then you'd argue that it's on a great spot in terms of the industry. There's too many people in the industry. I do think we'll see consolidation there. So it's about picking where you think folks are gonna win in the areas that uh, they serve. In terms of the stimulus, a job seeker is ending in the US here. They're just talking today about a $1.5 trillion package to extend that through to the end of the year, um, putting $600 in people's uh, paychecks every, every two weeks. So I, th I think different parts of the world, this will, this will continue other parts of the world, it will turn off. Remains to be seen. We're not seeing an impact from that. We're serving, typically we're seeing our customers have two credit cards that have the open to buy. They're still buying bicycles, they're still buying mattresses, they're still buying appliances, they're still buying things for the home and for themselves. So we haven't seen that drop off and our merchants aren't, but we may be targeting a slightly different area than maybe more general spend for those who are impacted. I think travel is, and if you're exposed to those areas, there's a lot of, uh, there's gonna be a long road back. I will say we're very small. We've got the opportunity to weather this storm and still grow at phenomenal rates because there's a huge runway ahead of us. So we're not as focused on the macro, but we keep a very close eye on that. But from our growth rates, it shouldn't be impacted as much if we execute well. And just quickly, what's your growth split between the US and Australia? We don't split it out specifically, but we have said majority of our business is in the US. So North America, and we've now, we've just opened an office in London. We've just built a team in London and we're seeing tremendous growth out of Europe from our London office as well. Uh, Australia related to market, we have a good business there, but our main growth and most of our business comes from North America and, and from Europe, Western Europe. And Brad, what would you say are the most popular items that people are using Split It for? It's similar to what I was saying, actually. Things for around your home and, and things for your health and fitness. We're seeing fitness equipment, bicycles has really taken off. Some of our merchants are selling bicycles and some of the biggest brands in the world in that space continually running out of stock. And they'll bring it on and in three days it's gone again. So phenomenal for outdoor, investing in yourself, also investing in being connected around the home. People realize that they're staying, they're gonna be home for a long time, especially here in the US. So they're really investing in the home office, uh, a lot of renovation type work and, and home-based work taking off. We're actually seeing real estate market in the suburbs 
increased dramatically and in the cities declined dramatically as well. So there's a lot of investment into people's homes happening. A lot of our merchants are in that space too. Luxury retail is starting to come back. We're seeing jewellery and, and higher end retail merchants that we have starting to see a nice bounce back in sales too. So people starting to spend on themselves a bit more. Brad, what about regulatory reviews and tighter standards? Do you think regulation will affect the industry? I think it's inevitable. Well, we know it's inevitable. I think there's a, a great movement afoot to self-regulate. I suspect it won't be enough. Well, we've been advocates that everybody should be on a level playing field. So if you're issuing financing to a consumer, you should be regulated in the same way across the board. It shouldn't matter what industry you're in, whether you're new or not. I think there needs to be some barriers basically to the size as to your ability to offer different things. Uh, if you look at the payment system, we're all payment systems. So surcharge, surcharging, I can't see how will not be enforced to be allowed. We allow surcharging now. We follow the payments rules of any market that we operate in. And we expect that to become, in, in Australia, payment systems rules will be applied. And I expect on the financing side, anyone financing consumer will have to follow the, the code of conduct for um, consumer credit and, and similar type of regulations in that country or in those markets. And just lastly, Brad, in 10 words or less, why should investors consider adding SPT to their portfolio? We're just getting started and we're very different. The Managing Director and CEO of Split It, Brad Patterson, thank you so much. Great to meet you. Great to be here. Thank you for having us on. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. And thank you for watching. For more information about Split It, head to Bell Direct's website.